Shock is back. With who? The Super J. And who? Who? Shock the shot. Kick it! So, the skittiest. Yo, that's me. Jock Box, a.k.a. JB from Connecticut. Yes, Bridgeport Town, like anywhere else, you come to throw down. So let's... It's the ultimate of all throwdowns. Here to release the beats of all death sounds. To show you that the boys don't mess around. We create style trends. All right, so back up in this thing for another one. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. And as always, I go by the name of Domino. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys for listening, wherever you're listening from. Whether you're listening on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Twitch, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, we are there. Okay. Now, before I introduce my guests, you know, have a little bit to say. Um, You know, if you have listened to the show, you kind of, you know, over the years, you kind of know my love for music and specifically hip hop. Um, if you've also been listening to the show, kind of know my gripe with like local rappers and music as is. But, you know, that's kind of for like another day. Um, the guests I have today are some brothers that did it right and on a major scale, but also ve- fell victim to uh to industry rule 4080 record company people is shady. Right. Find about find out about them so late in the game. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. A group often forgot about when hip-hop tends to talk about groups in the 80s that have kind of shaped this thing we call hip-hop, which is kind of fucked up, but I get it. But, you know, we'll talk about it. So, basically, I'm here to give these brothers their flowers, scream their accomplishments and their accolades, you know, to get their perspective on everything, you know, from the day they started, I guess, up until now. So, in the dojo today, I have... Shocking Sean, Peace. and I have Superman J. Yes, sir. Motherfucking Bridgeport hometown heroes. You know it. The Skinny Boys. Come on now, Come my on brothers. Now. How are you doing? Oh man, you know we oh, alive good. and well. Yes. We alive and well. That's great to hear, man. That's six, great to hear. Six feet above dirt, another day for progress. Another day. Yes. Another day above ground is always great. No doubt about it. So, um, I guess first I want to say congratulations on getting the uh, key to the city. Thank oh, you, we man. appreciate, appreciate you, man. that. How was that accomplishment? Did that feel like a long time coming? Did you, did you feel like a sense of relief? Like, oh. Wow. <laughs> it's, man. Go ahead, Wes. It felt like a long time coming, but, you know, everything happens on God's time. Mm. You know, so we remain humble, without a doubt. You know, nothing comes without humility. Mm. You have to have that, you know, especially in life. You have to have that because... Things can pass you by mm. in an instant. And there's a lot of people that I know that in the industry, big names that have called us, texted us and said, we don't have a key to the city. Mm. We trade our Grammy, <clears throat> American Music Award, whatever, for a key to our city. Mm. So that's respected. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, you know, me, Shock and Sean, you know, um, I'm glad to receive the key to the city, you know, because um, like I said, uh, the paint job that we have, <laughs> not many people with our paint job have mm. the key to the city. Indeed. Right. You know, and we could probably count with all, you know, on one hand, maybe two hands on how many of us with this paint job mm. have received a key 
not to just Bridgeport City, but to really any city, you know. So um, I'm 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 honored to receive this key. Very honored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also glad to have that key that was given, you know, to me, you know, by you know the most, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Minister Farrakhan for unlocking this here mindset of mine. That's right. Word. So I'm glad to receive that key as well. Mm. And and that's one of the keys that I got to keep on my chain because um that At continues that key continues to open up the rusty locks. Mm. I like it. I like it. That's not a small accomplishment. Like I feel like y'all kind of downplaying a little bit. I feel like that like for the people that y'all and what y'all have done for hip hop and for the city, I feel like do you feel like you get your proper respect for one within the city and two within the industry? In the industry, yeah. In the industry, yes. Big mm. respect. You okay. Know, from our comrades, big respect. Because we from hit, the we fans, hit, from know. let's just say from this coast to the west coast to the UK. Mm. You know, we we get our respect, and that respect goes right back. You know, I think just coming from Connecticut to some, they think it's a little different. Mm. To us, it's regular because the one connection we had to New York City. The home of hip hop, the Bronx. Mm. Come on. Was my father lived in the Bronx, 169th and Webster. So we got to see some of the greats, you know, coming up. Mm. The Cold Crush, the Fantastic Five, you know. Right. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. You can go on, name them for days. Mm. Was it Theodore? Yes. You know. So we we had we had that embedded in us, hip hop at an early age. Mm. So the the respect. From our comrades, from whoever you want to call it, whether it be Jalil, Ecstasy, Rest in Peace of Houdini, Marky D, you know, the Fat Boys, Big Daddy Kane, the respect has always been there. You know, mm. those are the people that we toured with. Right. Harry D and the boys. Yes. Mm. You know. Um, we lost a lot. We lost a lot. Joe Definitely Ski, a lot. Joski Love, you know, shout out to you. Yes. You know, Grand Pooba, mm. you know, Razel. Damn, you know? we did lose Razel. Yeah. So, um, well, we didn't lose Razel. He's still a monster. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's still a monster. We just lost uh, Stud Doogie, mm, brand newbie. Right. Mm. Rest in peace. And yes. definitely a rest in peace shout out to our brother, Steezo. Mm. And so, like, I heard you say, like, you know, do we feel that we get downplayed? You know, I just want to say, you know, when, when you're home, you're home. And mm-hmm. not too many people that are home even get their proper respect when they are home because, you know, some of the people that you grew up with, well, I'm always going to be Sean to them. Mm. You're never going to be you a know? star at home. Yeah. Never. Right. Although I, I look at them, every time I see them, I know I'm looking at a star. Mm-hmm. And they may not be on that, that Same platform, level. Yeah. you know, of being a star, but I look at them as a star, regardless of how they look at me. I mm. look at them for who they are because all of them have light. Mm. You know, still and shining. So you know, we we just eat, continue to eat that humble pie. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, when we're amongst our comrades, like Jay said, you know, uh, everything feels lovely. Mm. You know, I mean, I can remember our our first show that we ever did with uh, with Rock him at the rooftop. I can remember that, like, rink, yes, like it was yesterday. Mm. You know, I can remember when we was at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Packed and, house. And us and Heavy D. And we Big had the Daddy number King. one record, the jock box. Right. Mm. Number one record at the time. And us and Heavy D and us was coming, we was traveling from like Colorado and Big Daddy Kane and we went to the Spectrum. And I can remember the day when 
Heavy D borrowed my gold chain, <laughs> my brother's gold chain, <laughs> and Jockbox gold chain. I, I never forget that day. And he said, man, I love y'all for this, man. And so, you yes. know, Heavy D just has a special place in our heart. Mm. And and the rest of the, the people in hip hop, regardless if you're from the old school or the new school, you know. Respect. Know that, know that the Skinny Boys has respect for you and mad love mm. for you for operating in this here game called hip hop. Right. So, like I said at the beginning, I'm kind of disappointed that I found out about y'all so late. I found out about y'all when I was about like 20 something in like a <laughs> weird ass way. Okay. Where it was like, I'm riding down the street right. with my baby mama, right? And we passed by a good-looking barbershop, right? Come on. And I guess you're outside. She was like, oh, that's Sean. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, who the hell is Sean? Right. And <laughs> she was like, oh, Sean used to date my sister. Come on. I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, nah, Sean was like, Sean was also like a big deal. He had like a rap group and all that. I was like, get the fuck out. I like, I'd have, I'd, like, I'd have heard of it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nah, she like he he was like a big deal. Like he had a record deal and all that. I was like, Right. What's his what's his group name? Like, oh, the skinny boys. You know, you mm-hmm. go home and do your Googles and stuff like that. Yes. I'm like, yo, how the hell have I grown up all these years with my uncles in hip hop, cousins oh. in hip hop, mm-hmm. all these people? I'm going to parties, I see white flash, these places, like I don't hear no skinny boy records. Right. Ain't nobody mentioning your name. I'm like, yo, how did I just now hear about y'all? just so happened to pass down the street and see Sean in the street. Like, how do I hear about y'all now? And like, that shit blew my mind. I was like, all the shit that they've done, uh, three major album releases, right? Uh, just tearing up Bridgeport in the 80s, across the country in the 80s, performing down south all over the place in the 80s, just, just getting their name out there. I'm like, how the hell have I never heard of them? And then when you look at like the, I guess like the record books of hip hop, like they barely, like they don't like to mention y'all type of thing. Now, do you have a like an inkling as as to why they don't mention y'all as much as they should? Um, where where are you talking? Are you talking like locally or just in the hip? Just like industry? because you know I hear the Fat Boys all the time. I hear like like the three man groups. Like I hear the Run mm-hmm. DMC. Like I hear about all these other groups from right. New York. Right. But you but I don't know if Connecticut has always had that stigma of like stuff doesn't re- like things don't really come from here that are like noteworthy type mm. of thing. Like you always hear about people from New Jersey, uh, from New York. From the start, hmm? you know what? From the start, and not to interrupt you. No, go ahead. A lot of people thought we were from New York. Hmm. You had those that thought we were from Philly. Hmm. So, with that being said, we would hear a lot of the names that you just mentioned, but always in the background, somebody always said, "Don't forget the Skinny Boys." They would hmm. always say. Somewhere along the line. I mean, and to attest to all that, you know, you you mentioned people like Nas, and he mentions us in the record, where are they now? Mm-hmm. So to some people, it was like the first time them ever hearing someone mention us. But then they had also Q-Tip mention us because Q-tip. we were labeled uh, on Quest. the same label as, you know, mm. Five Call Quest. Right. So it's like, you know, the... The respect is there, but at the same time, everyone's trying to do their own thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's where it's at, you know? Everyone's trying to do their own thing, and if you ain't around, don't expect too much notoriety Mm. coming out of that. Right. Mm. And shout out to our our label mates. You know, going back to Warlock Records, the Jungle Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, the rock and roll band Kiss. Kiss. Yes. Janet Jackson, all the way to MC Search. Right. Shout out to 
our label mates on Jive, RCA Records, Tribe Called Quest, KRS-One, High Five, Kumo D, Houdini, Steady B, Billy Ocean, mm. I mean the, the list, Jackson. Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince. Roster's yeah. crazy. We can, I mean, we always say we stood right next to Def Jam. Mm. You know, our roster, we stood right next to Def Jam. Def Jam might have been 1A. If they're 1A, then we're B, mm. right next to them. And so I, I think a lot of people, too, um, sometimes they get caught up in their own their own inordinacy. Mm. And, you know, they don't want to give uh, props to no one else. No. Mm. You know, so it's taking uh, shine away from themselves. They feel that that's would, the way they feel. Yeah. In a that, way, yeah. You know. And then you get a lot of people that are that are in not just Bridgeport, but you can go to uh KRS one's hometown. You can go to uh Houdini's hometown. You mm, know, uh-huh. and you got some people that have not traveled out of the region. Right. Of, you know, their hometown. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean you got some people <laughs> That Don't like to leave their block. Town. They haven't even been across town. Right. Don't like to leave their block let whatsoever. Me, let me run this story. At a very young age, since we're speaking on that, I remember hearing a, a friend of ours named Artie and Money Mike from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. My father was getting ready to take us down to uh, Midtown. And when you hear someone say, yo, what's the bright lights? Like, you know, what's that like? Manhattan. I'm like, we're looking like, what do you mean? Mm. Y'all ain't never been there. My father said, some of these guys don't go out of the realm of their own building. Mm. That was sad to me because I said, you know, here we are reaping the benefits of everything life has to offer. And all these guys know is that one building of theirs in, in the Bronx on Webster F. Mm. No further. Right. Sad. It's crazy. So let's take it back to the beginning, Right. Right. So both of y'all born and raised in Bridgeport, right? Yes. Well, well, we were born born in New Haven. In New Haven. In New Haven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Birthplace. Yes. And born. then when did you move to Bridgeport? I was three. Sean was one. And did y'all move straight to Sunshine, or we um, moved straight to Sunshine Circle? Before then, you know, that's all we knew was Sunshine Circle until up until let's just say when I was sixteen, Sean was fifteen. We moved to the Hollow. Mm. Right. But all our lives, we know Sunshine Circle. Right. Which is the weirdest shit for y'all who who, who are listening, because I grew up on Sunshine Your Circle hood, for, for right. like Your hood. 20-some <laughs> years of my life and had no clue that we had this type of connection north end, it, it, exclusively Sunshine Circle, because it's, it's a lot of niggas that don't know about Sunshine Circle. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the, <laughs> uh, the members of Take Six. Yes. Also lived on Sunshine Circle. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> Yo. Mm-hmm. And so um, find out we got history on that fucking street. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, Do my. They one of them actually lived in the house of the Lanham family. Oh, okay. On Sunshine Circle. Mm. You know that was a uh, Mark. Right. Kimmel. Mm. Right. Now, how was growing up in Bridgeport for y'all? Because the stories I hear ain't always the best about Bridgeport. The hollow, the Terrace, the Greens, Paquanic, all that. Well, for the time that we grew up in Bridgeport, I mean, man. <laughs> Me and my me and my brother and our and our cousins and stuff like that. We you know we had dual citizenship mm. in a lot of cities in Connecticut at the age of zip, right? Especially in Bridgeport, you know. Mm. You know we can go anywhere, no beef, no side of town. 
Right. No side of town was off limits to us. Even throughout Connecticut, no city, no town was off limits because we came with respect. Mm. And that's what it's about, coming with respect. Right. You know? And so, like, Bridgeport being the city that it is, you know, the concrete jungle, mm. you know, um, if you wanted to get into some trouble, you know where you to find, find it. it. That's right. Right, definitely. <laughs> and um, if you wanted to stay out of harm's way, then you, you know, you stay across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, but we, me, Superman, Jay, and my cousin Jock, you know, we was best blessed to be around the who's who. Mm. Yes. In Bridgeport. And, you know, we're not going to go through the drum roll of the names and everything. Right, like right. That, but mm-hmm. uh, we came up amongst the bold, the bad, the ugly, and the good, the churchy, mm. you know, praying yes. folks. The whole gamut. The mm-hmm. whole gamut. Yeah. You know, and so, um, like I said, who's who, you know, that can be, you know, a, a bum in the street to a hustler mm. to, you know, uh, a teacher mm. to, you know, to a, an average common person. Right. But uh, we had love on every avenue. It was always you know? eyes on everyone, mm. no matter where you went. That's where the term comes from. It takes a village to raise a child. Mm. Because wherever you went, whoever saw you doing something, they beat that ass. <laughs> and then you got home and your parents knew about it mm-hmm. because it was respect. That That's what helped keep us in line. Yeah. Knowing that there were people looking out for us. Don't do that. You know you 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 know your mom, your grandmother, your father wouldn't be proud of you mm. doing this. So don't do that. And for the people uh, in Bridgeport, peace, peace, peace to P.T. Barnum. Yes. Peace to Paquanix. Peace to the Greens. That's the, right. Marina, Marina Village. Mm. Marina Apartments. Father Panic Village. Father Panic. Peace to mm. C.C. Boulevard. Mm. Bearsley Terrace. You know, peace to all the hoods. Yes. Stratford Ave, Newfield Park, mm. mm-hmm. you know, we, we just want to spread love because like um, Bridgeport is six degrees of separation and really everyone is a big family. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm somewhat confused on the killing that takes place because it's so close, mm-hmm. you know, so when you think about Bridgeport, you know, I mean, it's a big family that needs to be uh, put back together again. Mm hmm. You know, so but I'm I'm glad to grow up in that mm. because that's what uh shape and mold me, mm-hmm. Jay and Jock, into the people that we are today. Mm-hmm. You know, and thankful to still be alive, right? Because we lost a lot. A lot of people didn't make it. A lot, a lot of people didn't make it, right? And we want to send condolences out to all those who have lost somebody in this dispensation of time. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, definitely, that's for sure. So now you guys were around for like the inception of hip hop and stuff like that. So when you first heard hip hop or whatever it was, like what what did you think of it? Did you think it was something that was going to catch on? Do you just think that was like, oh, this is something I hear and enjoy? Like, what did you think of it? Starting out from the outset, Superman J. Mm. I came into it before Sean and Jock. I bought Sean and Jock into it. But as far as hearing it, me and Sean going down to my father's in the Bronx before any of that stuff hit wax. Mm. We were seeing the block parties. Mm. But at the same time, we were like, what is this? Because it was kind of like confusing. Like, okay, this is something new. Mm. 
my first album that I own, my father bought for me was Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, and Curtis Mayfield, the Curtis album. Mm. He bought Sean, the Buddy Miles album, and what else you had? It was uh, the group that sang themselves out of prison. Uh, the Escorts. The Escorts. Mm. Yeah. So remember at that time, there were no rap records out. Right. Everything was just raw, uncut, but it was pure. Yeah. And it was something just different and good to hear. Because I know for me, it drew me in. Mm. I said, this is what I want to do. Because I started out, as far as a musician, playing the accordion. Mm. Yeah. Until someone said to not me, common. <laughs> the black Italian. And I said, no. Yeah. I said, mom, I need to switch up. She said, oh, you're not quitting. I said, I'm not going to quit. But you're going to do something. I said, so, okay, I'll, I'll do the keyboard. Mm. Started playing the keyboard. From the keyboard, it was like, we're still hearing all genres of music mm-hmm. in that household on Sunshine Circle. Mm. Not to mention my late Uncle Ernie, who we call him Big Ernie. Right. He had a gospel group that used to practice at the house mm. every Sunday. And then they would play in different churches, you know, different concerts. So imagine hearing all that every week. And then you go to the Bronx and you hear this, something mm. new. And it's just gravitating to you. You're gravitating towards it. So it's it's like, wow, mm. I got to have this. Blowing your mind. Yes. Mind blower, without a doubt. I mean, when I tell you, it was like a higher plane. Mm. You know, you wasn't used to hearing this. And, you know, as you hear it, we're coming up. Thank God for Mr. Magic on WHBI, mm. the Supreme Team, all these guys right here, because we heard that station. We fell upon that station, and we were catching it way up here in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm. 105.9 WHBI. They had the host, Jerry Bloodrock, mm. who's hosting Mr. Magic, the Rap Attack show and all this right here, you know, listening to the Cold Crush Brothers live in Japan. Think about that. Wow. This is before... You know, a lot of this stuff took off in the wax. Mm. We're hearing this stuff, and it's live. Mm. How could you not want to do it? And it, it seems so, it seems not so much so easy, but it seemed like something that everyone's going to latch on to, although we never thought it was going to be a billion-dollar industry. Mm. We just looked at it as... Nobody I, know, that. I, I looked at it as a hobby, but I was not also into DJing. Mm. So it went hand in hand. Mm. Now, you started rapping before Sean. Yes. Now, do you remember your first rap? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Can you spit it, please? <laughs> well, I'm the Jimmy J, the J-A-Y, the boy is bad, you can't deny. You float like a butterfly, you sting like a bee. You talk about Muhammad Ali. That was when oh, shit. <laughs> we now, performed with the Funky Four. Mm. They came down to this church in Bridgeport yeah. in the basement, Mount Airy Church. Right, right mm-hmm. in the and hollow. Right. My cousin Starchild and T-Bone, them, they had, T-Bone and Starchild had rented this place out. Mm. And they had a brother named T.C. who knew Rodney C. and K.K. Rockwell in them. Mm-hmm. And that was my first introduction as far as performance-wise mm. of hip-hop. Performing with one of the top tiers because remember, I don't know if you heard it or not, but the Funky Four was the first group to be on TV. Right. No, I never knew that. So first, Right. 
They was on Soul Train first. Now, how old were you when you did that? Wow, probably 15. 15? Yeah. Okay. Now, you said that you knew that this was something that you wanted to do yes. for the rest of your life or just for the foreseeable future. Now, when do you start to take it serious? Like, you start to form a group, you perform more and things like that. When I linked up with, first of all, Star Child and T-Bone. Mm. Now, rest in peace to my mentor on the turntables, uh, DJ Kimball, who they call Grandmaster Bo. Grandmaster Bo. He's the one who taught me how to DJ. Star Child and T-Bone brought me to the forefront as far as performing-wise. So when I say I learned from the best of the best, I learned from the best of the best mm. because they were the ones that were popping back then. As far as group, mm. I linked up with a brother named Pete, who we now know as ELD from ELD. 3 to Hard Way. Mm -hmm. Me and him were great friends, you know. So we, we formed a group with the two brothers known as Boogie Man and Cool Rap. Mm -hmm. Right. Before you know it, White Flash is with us. Mm -hmm. And we had basically, I mean, wasn't the first rap group in, in Connecticut. Right. Because you had the Kuliak Def Crew. Mm. Right. They had LOD before that. Pete was with Kuliak Def Crew. White Flash was on his own. You had Star Child and T-Bone. Um, Butchie, Butchie B in the Chili Chill Nation. Mm -hmm. You know, these, these guys, I mean, they're from, and these guys, Butchie B and the Chili Chill Nation were right from the Terrace Building 7. Building 7. Mm -hmm. So they were right in your midst. Right. Now, yeah. was this Superior Crush? This Superior group? Crush came later on. That was later. Okay. Right. Yeah, it came later on. We were twice as nice. Mm -hmm. And that was all of us together. Me, ELD, White Flash, B-Bad Boogie, Triple C. Mm-hmm. That was all of us together. Sean and a brother named City O, they were just the chill brothers, right along with God rest his soul, my brother Tislam. Peace to the God. Tislam was out of Brooklyn, mm. five percenter. So that was also some of Sean's pathway to the Nation of Islam, mm. building with that brother. But that was all one big group. And I guess some way, shape, or form, the group kind of disbanded, but we were still being booked by a promoter named Arthur Armstrong out of the Bronx. Mm. Mm -hmm. He would always book us here and there. All of a sudden we split up and three to hard. I mean, uh, not three to hard. We sorry about that. B bad boogie and cool rap better known as triple C became the tough two MCs. Mm. Me, white flash, ELD, Sean and city. O became known as the superior crush MCs. Mm -hmm. We go on, we're performing now. Sooner or later, White Flash goes on with the tough two MCs. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is like, you know, well, what are y'all doing? Y'all all split up. At that time, the superior crush, we became one of the hottest groups, amateur groups in Connecticut. Right. right. Mm -hmm. We were being booked from, let's just say Armstrong would book us from Boston all the way down to Philadelphia. Mm. And that's just as an amateur group. Now, Armstrong, when I say Arthur Armstrong, anyone that's in the industry from the Bronx to Harlem to Brooklyn, right. they all know about this promoter. Right. There was really a few top tier promoters like himself. You had Smalls Entertainment. Mm. Right. You also had Steve Love, 
it was it was quite a few, but Armstrong was a heavyweight. He was booking shows from, like I said, from Boston all the way to Philadelphia. Mm. Somehow he took a liking to us because he said, I book you guys because they want to hear who's on the tapes. Mm. They like what they hear, who's on those tapes. Right. So we would perform and place after place. I mean, I think some of the more memorable shows was the fat boys come out and they were known as the disco three. Right. Mm, disco three. Right. Yep. And we were superior crush then. Yes. Mm. You know, all of a sudden we go to the village one day to go check out my cousin, Jock. This kid starts beatboxing. Mm. And you didn't know that beforehand that he no, did that? No, no, this is my, my first cousin. Right. Mm. My, my mother's sister's son. Right. When I tell you he had them all down packed, Dougie fresh, Buffy, he had them all down. Mm. And he we, even came out with his own sound. Yes. We bought Jock to Stratford Roller Park with us. Mm. The Fat Boys were playing there that night, the Disco 3 at that time. A little nervous, but he calmed down. He got it together. Jock tore that place down with us. Tore it Word. down. <laughs> the following week, guess where we are? We're at New Haven at the Melibus Club once again with the Disco 3. Club mm. Melibus. We tore... When I say we tore the frame out that place, mm. and not to say that we were trying to outdo the Disco 3 because they had a record out, of course. Mm-hmm. It was the main event, but we kept people talking. Mm. It's facts. We kept them talking. I mean, from, from the outset, all you heard was the Superior Crush, and then they say, okay, they got the Jock Box. Mm. Right. We gave them that name, the Jock Box, because his name is Jock. Jock, yeah. You know? It's it's amazing how things take a path. You know? mm. It really is. It's just, amazing. Just falls into place, just like yes, that. Yes, falls into place, man. Mm. You know, you know um, just like yourself mm. being from our hood, right? You know, at a later point in time, you come you coming from our hood. That's amazing. That blew and my you're mind. You're here interviewing us, right? It's crazy. <laughs> and they had other local acts. Yes, uh, I forgot Shane Bowens and them's group that that they had together. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had the Strike Force, Strike Force MCs, yes, Bridgeport. Uh, I forgot Troy and his brother. They had a group out of Paquonics. Yes. Uh, you, you had uh, man, there was a plethora of groups. I you mean, had Big Patnam even had a group. Yes. Hmm. You had Slick Vic. I mean, there there was a lot of like pop up groups then. Yeah. Hmm. Local acts. Right. Hmm. And then you go to New Haven. You had DJ Bro. Right. You had so many. You know, you had a variety. That Joey D. Joey, hmm. uh, you know, one of the illest. I mean, he's from the Bronx. Originally, mm. you know, so it's like you look at all that that was going on, not just Bridgeport, Connecticut was popping. It was popping, man. Terrible mm. tea from Stanford. Right wow. out of Stanford, you know. You know, and that's that's another one of my uh, mentors because T came before me. Mm. You know, a lot of people, and he's still rocking. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, y'all made it to places that none of them never made it. I said, well, we made it. And they made it because they were with us. Mm, right. You know, if you rocking with us, whether you're directly with us or not, you made it because we made it. Right. That's the way we look at it. And Armstrong brought us from all the way from Bridgeport all the way up to Boston. Yes. Doing, doing amateur shows. Okay. Then, all then the down way out to, to the Bronx to the and Bronx. Philadelphia. You know? You know, it's when I tell you we were doing the damn thing. So y'all sure. just building your resume up and yes. down 95. Yes. <laughs> up and down. Up and down, man. I mean, 
in the Bronx. We went there and we we battled this group called the Heartbeat Brothers. Yeah, they had a, a beatbox mm. called the Heartbox. Yes, mm. and, and no disrespect, but Jock tore him off the frame. Tore him up, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know. You know, we had to let people know when we went places. Let them know. Listen. We hip-hop, like we all hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But we got to let y'all know Connecticut got something to say. Connecticut got something we to say. We bringing it. No question. Shout out to Ian Matthew. You know? <laughs> and, and so that goes back to what, what you were saying about where people have been. Yes. You know, and so like, you know, if they didn't travel, naturally they're not going to hear about it. Right. Right. You know, and we're not the type to be like, well, yo, we're the skinny boys. And we did this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you know? obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We like okay for those who know they those know, who know and those we, who don't know they'll find eventually out. find, find out. out. Yeah, maybe they ride down the street and they'll yes. just yeah. hear hear from their baby mother. Hear from their baby something mother, like, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, and like um, you know, speaking about when we first heard the hip hop man, I mean, me, Sidio, and Tislam, peace to the God once again. Yes, you know, we would address crew. Mm. You know, we would tell. The crew exactly what to wear. Mm-hmm. You know what's today they crew. call that swag. Right. right. We don't like to use that word swag because uh, it it means a totally different thing. But I'm gonna let Sean finish up on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, in the '60s they had this organization. You know, yes. And uh, the organization was called secretly We Are Gay. Oh swag. shit. You know. <laughs> but um, you know, a bunch of we, well we, off men yeah. used to get together on the weekends and <laughs> you know go to hotels but this is no uh holy shit no secret <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah no secret i mean it was an organization that was out yes we're not oh, coming man. we not coming at never no use that word again yes yeah. <laughs> but we're not coming at no one yeah yeah no, obviously but, uh, yeah no. yeah i know i know it's just facts so yeah i mean we don't it, was, want, it, was, it was back in the day it's cool yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want the LGBT or none, no one to take this, you know, yeah, in a way. Yeah, like we don't want the alphabet boys at this No, we don't chill. want them to take it anyway. Put all your energy in Dave Chappelle. Cool. Negative, because yeah, we, because at the end of the day, you know. We stumbled over this. It's a yeah. part of life. <laughs> Just reading, yeah. you know. But um, back to what I was saying, we were like the, you know, the brothers that, me, Sidio, Tislam, mm. and we just put the rags together, put the clothes together and stuff like that. This is what y'all should wear. This is what you all should wear. Yeah. Mm. You know? And so, um, you know, that's how I came in the game. And then once Jay, you know, him and another crew, you know, he came home one day, said, damn, man, you know, you know, I'm out the crew, you know, that type of thing. Mm. He said, but that's okay, though, because you're going to be an MC. I said, I want to be an MC. <laughs> For sure. Big Brother was like, yo, you're yeah. going to rap. You're going yeah. to gonna gonna be an MC. Yeah. And Jock's going to do the beatboxing. We're going to make things happen, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, you know, only thing that stick, stuck in my mind from back then is the first lyric that I remembered, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that was from Kevin Rockwell of the Funky Four, mm. you mm-hmm. know? And I just remembered that that rhyme that he said, well, I'm a Kevin Rockwell when I raise a lot of hell and I like to make love to, to the, the jazz females. See, I'm down with the crew from, from off the, the hill. Well, you walk through the door, folks on the floor. The first thing you touch is hips galore. Mm. I was like, whoa. Mm. Just to hear that. This shit is amazing, by it, the way. It, that <laughs> came from, dropped a bomb. That came from that joint. That's the joint. Mm. Yeah. You know? And so when I heard that, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Mm. Did you hear what he just said? Mm-hmm. Right. 
the first thing you touch is hips galore. I was like, wow. And then you move on down. Man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. You know? So after that, you was like, I'm definitely going to be MC. You know, I wasn't. I, you wasn't sold yet? I wasn't sold yet because yeah. I just wanted to hear it. Okay. It was, it was me and ELD so. that dragged Sean to the game and said, you're going to be an MC. Mm. And we also, at the time, we had City O who was with us. Right. City O, okay. City I guess it it wasn't his thing. So all of a sudden, here comes Jock. Mm. And when I tell you, we were doing the Jock box. For years. Before it ever hit the surface mm. of a record. Right. We were doing the Jock box for quite some time. Mm. And when I tell you to hear it live, I'm on the Casio playing the Casio. And how the Casio came about mm. was, okay, everyone's doing... Human beatbox records. Fat Boy's got their thing. Dougie Fresh has his thing. We got to be different. Mm. So the Casio was something different. It was irrita irritating noise. Mm. And we said, that goes together. Let's, let's rock with that. And the more people that heard it in the live shows, by the time, I'm not even going to go into records right now because before the records, the last performance we did was at Golf Street Park. Mm, right. It had to be about um, quite a few thousand that were out there. Because Golf Street Park was like the place, the meetup place in yes. New Haven. Mm. Again, who's who came out there too. Mm -hmm. What year was this? Oh, man. This was uh, 80, 84, 84, 84. Because yeah. I kept telling, it was 85, was it 85? Because yeah. I kept telling my cousin, Mark Bush, you got to come check us out, man. Mm. Now, you know, Everyone needed a push. Mm. That was the push financially for us. So we was like, you got to come out and see us, cuz. You really got to listen. When he came out to Golf Street Park, seeing us perform, right away it was like, I got to get these guys in the studio, man. Like, you know what I mean? I'm new to this, but. This is something. Yes. Yeah. It's something. Mm. You know? So imagine the jock box going from something that we just made up and. ELD's sister, God rest her soul, Peggy's apartment in the Greens. Mm. Yes, yes. And then we put the rest of it together with the Casio at our house on James Street. Mm. Right. That goes from that point to my cousin Mark hearing it, and he's like, wow, next thing you know, we're in the studio. Mm. We're recording. But we're not recording the jock box right away. We recorded awesome. Awesome. Right. Right. That's the truth. Mm. Awesome. In that Casio, I can remember I went down to Crazy Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up a Casio. It was yeah. like $15 mm. for, 15. The for the Casio. Yes. Shit. You know, and I was like, Dag, that's my last $15. Yes. <laughs> the fuck I'm going to do? <laughs> that's all I got, man. Yeah. And I remember I bought that Casio home, man. And, you know, that's how we got, you know, we start putting music to the jock box. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was definitely... Um, an awesome, an awesome thing to do, you know. And it only had one outlet at the time. Mm. You know, it wasn't like it had a bass thing and a, you no. know, a trouble. No, no, just, no, just one. No outputs. One out. One output. Mm. Imagine me playing that in a big skating ring, Stratford Roller Park, and you hear the jock box with ELD, Shock and Sean, rocking behind it. Mm. Every now and then, even White Flash would be on a scratch, or either I'll be on the scratch. But you put it to record, and it sounds just like it did when it was live. 
Mm. That's the way we looked at it. We said, listen. That's the best. We're going to make a record. Mm. It ain't out yet. And we would always tell the people, well, this will be out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so two weeks turned into about a damn year. Right. Until, let's just say, my cousin Mark and Rhonda, they heard it. And it was like, yeah, this will really be out in about two <laughs> weeks. And finally, music comes out. Mm. Yeah. And that's, we got the buzz. We really got the buzz from there because it was, we looked at it as if, okay, this ain't no hobby. This is what we doing now. Yeah. Right. This is professional. This is what we do. Now, do y'all have jobs at this point or y'all just in school? Or I mean, like, what are y'all oh. doing at that point? Do we have jobs? Like, they, like, do you what? have like day jobs at this point? Oh, or, like, no. no. Y'all ain't doing nothing. No. Okay. We were chilling. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Hear you. We, we were chilling. We was broke, but you never yeah. knew it. Yeah. Because we always kept ourselves up. We up in the attic. Yes. Mm. You know. Perfecting I'm, the craft. Yeah. I'm cutting hair, messing people up, cutting hair, messing <laughs> yes. people up, you know, mm. learning the game of cutting. Right. Jay's on the wheels and steals. Mm. So know, they get to get that type of thing. A mixtape back then mm. for me. They're getting their hair cut, but they also, if they came in time, they got to see us practice. Mm. So imagine that. And just imagine how every all the pieces just fall into place. Even though, you know, ELD left the group. Mm before the jock box ever came out. Right. Because... Mm. Yeah, because it was supposed to be four, yeah. Why did he leave? He says management problems, so we got to go with that. Okay, yeah. And it was kind of surprising because now, me being Superman J, I had to revamp the group a little bit more. Right. Jock, you're going to be on the mic more. I'm going to be on the mic more. Mm. Right. This is how it's going to go. Because if you look at it, awesome... You didn't hear my voice. You just heard the scratches. Mm. You heard the beat. Um, I had to tell them they're going to play a bigger part in this. Mm. And to be honest, they, they came around rather quick. It was mm. like they, they was, you know, once again, we take it back to my uncle playing the gospel music in the basement mm. and then performing places. I mean, them instincts kicked in like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm. Right. And it happened. Here we are today. Right. And we find out years later, my grandpa, God bless his soul. Yes. My um, father's father. Deacon. Mm. He he had a a group too called Bishop Harrison and the Solonaires a gospel group. Right. And my wow. uncle my uncle Ernie's group was called the Stars of Harmony. Harmony. Yes. Mm. Now my They both had vinyl. Yeah. Mm. Our father's father used to sing for President Eisenhower. Right. Holy shit. Right. He, so this is in your blood, basically. Yes. Blood. Yeah, so. We had also our great-grandmother right. performed at Carnegie Hall. Twice. Wow. Yeah. So it's in the blood. You know, it's in the bloodline. And no matter how it comes along, and I'm going to say this to most people, most people that are out in the industry, it started somewhere in that family. Mm. And I don't care if you were coming up just listening to the radio it started somewhere in that family. Somebody was doing something. Mm. You know, everyone wanted to be the Jackson 5 back then. Right. You know, everyone wanted to be, uh, if you were older, you wanted to be the Shy Lights. Mm. The Moments, all these groups that came about. It's, you know, it's it's amazing how your outlets come about. It really right. is, you know? Definitely. Like today, everybody wants to be Jay-Z. Yeah. Right. Like today, they want to be Nas. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I want to be married to Beyonce. I don't know about anybody <laughs> else. I wouldn't mind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. mind having a couple billion yeah. throw right. around. Wouldn't mind growing my hair how the fuck I want. Right, right, right. <laughs> just don't, all. just don't look at your girl and mistakenly say, "Hey, bae." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to her. I think she's watching right now. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good thing, man. Uh, that, that's that support is everything. everything. That's a good thing. Right, right. Yeah, and, I, and, and big shout, you know, to our wives, man, because hey, baby, they. <laughs> They help us and they they allowed us to continue living our dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, they stood behind us. And that's that's a big thing, because sometimes you have marriages that break off because it may not be what they want, but they stood behind us mm-hmm. right. the whole time. And let me not say stood behind us, because I always like to say beside every great black man is a black woman right. or a powerful woman, Definitely. whether she be black, Hispanic, whatever. Behind every great man is a powerful woman. Mm. Yes, you know. I thank my wife for making a sacrifice for my three children. Yes, right. Indeed, I have shout three out, of my own. Shout out to Wazir, mm. Saeed, and Najwa. Shout out to Cassius, Jabril, Ahmad, and my two grandsons, Cairo and Kai Kai. Got to shout out the babies. Yes, no doubt. Now, do they do music at all? Do you see them gravitating towards hip hop or just music in general, or like my instruments son, at least? My son, Jabril, whose name is, you probably heard of him, Supreme Ali out of Bridgeport. Definitely, yes. He does, mm-hmm. he does music. Didn't know that was your son. Yes. yes definitely yeah. heard of him. Uh, Cash is, he's good with them beats. They all they all gravitated at one time or another. You know, at least my kids, my, my two oldest gravitated to the music. Mm. Whereas you have my youngest, Ahmad, and Wazir, and Saeed, they were like, into the games, uh, the computers. Mm, you know yeah. they were they were into that, and then you had my niece Najwa. She, I think she's gonna be not that any of them are, are dumbfounded because they're not, but she's gonna be the business mm-hmm. side of it all. Right. She's gonna yeah. be the one telling, um, "Listen, Ahmad, I need for you to get this done. Wazir, you do this," and she's the youngest of the game. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, if y'all gonna do this, just you might as well monetize it somehow, some yes. way. Right. So I'm gonna right. just. Y'all do all that shit, I take care of this other shit. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want I want to say a shout out to my old comrades. Good looking barbershop. Mm-hmm. Mike, Lamar, Vince, Cash, Rashid, you know. I want to mm-hmm. say peace to y'all brothers. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to my uh, workspace, man, the Bridgeport Post Office, man. All mm-hmm. y'all people down there. And shout out to the circle, man, because... Uh, 100%. The Lanhams are like, but that's family to us. Mm. Right? You know, that whole circle, in, in a sense, is like family to us. So, mm. you know, us sitting here with you, you didn't know it. We, we didn't know it. Your family. Right. We come from that same hood, you know what I mean? And, and that upbringing was everything because nothing against the terrace, but you never knew the terrace was there. Yeah. Because it was so like, okay, that stays there and this stays here. Right. Mm. The Richards. Mm-hmm. Yes, Gaskins, the Washingtons, the Johnsons, you know, you know the Williams, the Underwoods. We can go on, you know, the Washingtons. Yeah, but know. it was definitely easy. Uh, like, rest to... in peace to my man Ace, um, Marion Lee McPherson. Rest in peace to him. Mm. True that. That was like that was one of the first friends that we actually lost. Mm. And you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, we can't say. I mean, I I just said to Flash a few months back. I said it to Eld and and and. You know, Day Money, who we know as uh, Triple C. Mm. Damn, we haven't lost one another. Mm. And they were like, what you mean? I said, we're all still alive. 
Mm-hmm. It's a blessing, man. You get groups out here that are and friends that are losing people. We haven't lost each other. Mm-hmm. We might have lost, you know, and and as we say, rest in peace. Rest in peace to my parents, man, because they sacrificed a lot. You know, Margot Harrison, Jay Harrison, mm-hmm. they sacrificed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, my my grandmother, Lucille Lloyd and Ernest Lloyd. Yes. Peace, they, peace. They sacrificed everything for us to have it as we have it right now. Like mm-hmm. yourself, you know, your mom or whoever, they sacrificed everything for you to have it like you have it. So much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably why she moved out to terror. You yeah. Because <laughs> it was it was, it was was easy now. to fall right back into that shit because, oh, yeah. you know, the lady that used to babysit me lived in the terror. So okay. it was like I wasn't that far removed from it. Right. And then, you know, you got your, you know, your kids on the street or whatever. And then y'all just venture out and then you know mm-hmm. like we said that little hole in the gate they make that little hole in the gate like hey what's over here number trouble yeah you know gang stuff shootouts you know i remember having like my first loss of a person when i was like maybe six right. it was uh robinson yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Marty. 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 marty marty yeah yeah Mont and marty we see him Mont the day and mm. man god rest his soul i see him Mont the day before that that same night before yeah. it happened mm-hmm. yeah and I said, Mont, you you know, you're good. He said, I'm just waiting here for my friend. Right. Man, it's, it, to this day, it seems like it was yesterday because we go back up the hill to the, you know, we go back to recording. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We hear, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Be like that. Rush yeah. down the hill. Mm-hmm. Mont's gone. Gone. God bless his soul. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it got, it got, it got crazy, man. Marty was one of the coolest dudes I ever met yo yes, just yeah. he was yes. always fixing like mopeds and yeah yeah doing whatever then just one day and there's and there's just tons of family and friends and he missed his brother Mont so that, much man oh my god yeah. like that I think that really tore him up to yeah. the, to the point where he yeah. like I used to see Martin he used to have like this not a not a glow but he used to be like jovial kind of yes. but then when that happened he like kind of lost that that mm-hmm. that that light yes yeah when you see when you speak on that we also have to, you know, send a shout out to Robin because that's their mom. Yeah. Right. You know, and then and also a shout out to, you know, up in heaven, man, to my, my cousin Rahima, Jock's brother. Right. You know, right. Rahima was always with us, but he stays with me that much more because he was killed on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Shit. You know, so it just my birthday can be bittersweet when you look at things like right, that. Right, you know? yeah. It's like, okay, the day for you're celebration. happy to be alive, yeah, but at the same like, time, damn, mm-hmm. Rahima's not here. Right. And we, yeah. we, spent, we, spent, we send a special shout out to all the mothers and fathers, who, have, yeah. who yeah. have lost a loved one. Yes. You know? Mm. Don't matter if, you, if your child was gangster. It don't matter if your child was innocent. It's That's nobody's a life loss, to take. That's a right. loss is a loss. And we just want to send a shout out to all the mothers and fathers from the skinny boys to to you may the god be well pleased with all their souls stop the violence let's get back to the hip-hop yes. let's get back to the hip-hop man so now uh superior crush was there any was there ever any beef with cold crush because no. of because of the name thing <laughs> no 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 it wasn't no beef but I I, we knew tony and all of them okay yeah so we we performed with them many times and i can remember grandmaster cash <laughs> he came to Strava Roller Park and he Casanova said, Fly. He said, Man, there's no other crush but the cold crush. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all was right there, just like, it was- Yes. Oh, man, you know, it was, it was all beautiful, man. You mm. know, and I understood it because, like, I mean, I looked up, 
I looked up to Grandmaster Cash and yeah. the brothers, man. Mm. Same way as I looked up to the Treacherous Three. Yeah. You know? The, the Cold Crush were a measuring stick. Right. When I tell you, literally, you could have hit records out, but I don't know many groups that had a show like them. Mm. You know? The changing of the outfits. That's stuff that the Temptations and all that do. Right. You know? Yeah. Treacherous Three was that de- it was definitely nasty to me yes. too. Mm. Um, you know. Shout to all these groups that came before us, man, because they set a path mm. for anyone who came after them. They set that path and they left it open and said, okay, ride the wave. Mm. Yeah. And we left that path open, you know, here, not just in Bridgeport, but in Connecticut. Mm. And it's sad because the only one that followed that path was Steezo. Mm. And, you know, my man, Jim Slice, who's in the background right now, he can attest to that, mm. you know, but all those guys, man, would come to our studio on James Street. James Street was, a, that you was know? like the, <laughs> the Dulio. The Taj, that <laughs> Rock was on Taj. to my man Dulio. Mm. That was Taj Mahal. I got to get Dulio in here. Yeah. One of these days. And, and everybody in that attic, man, everybody, the whole Bridgeport, man, they used to come up in my mother's attic, man. I mean, whoever, who, man, listen. Bismarcky. Everybody was up in that attic. Kane. Mm. You know? Kane? Yes. Wow. They used to come down here. TJ Swan. You know, before Kane was signed. Mm. You know, you, you had uh, Fife Dog. Right. Rest in peace, yeah. Yeah. Spend night at the house. Oh, you know? shit. Uh-huh. You know. Mm. Chuck Chillout. Chuck Chillout. Chuck Chillout, yeah. Legend. I remember Red Alert and Chuck coming here for the first time to Bridgeport. Mm. And said, damn, we thought Bridgeport was like country, like... You got the cows and everything running around. I said, no, we got <laughs> crimes and projects in Connecticut like everywhere else in New York. Mm-hmm, right. You know? Right. I said, wherever you see black folks at or people of color at, you're going to see some drama. Right. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we all poor and we trying to make it. All trying to make Facts. it. Yes. Facts. Now, at what point... So, you guys make the record awesome. Now, how are you getting that record out there, like, on, on Wax and stuff? Like, is it being distributed? Like, are y'all selling it? Like, is it like We're the trunk of the car? It. Okay. We're going to UPS and shipping it. Yeah, we were everywhere. going to UPS, okay. packing the, the music in the boxes yes. and stuff like that. And then mm. when it got out of hand, that we couldn't keep up with distributors it. Distributors took it over. Then we went to like people like Pearl, Pearl Distributors, Pearl yeah. Distribution, and stuff like mm. that. And then they took it to the next level. Okay, you know. Now is that how you guys get discovered? Like it just falls into like the, the right hands, or what happens? Man, no, we happen to Adam Levy. Yeah, get discovered. He was over. In the UK. In London, England. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. He heard, He hears the record. Mm. Right. He hears it. And he asked this gentleman, who, who is that? Mm. Yeah. And he said, that's this, that's this group called the Skinny Boys. Yes. Mm. And that was right up his alley because his father. Morris Levy. The was, great Morris Levy. He was the as one. As they call him. Right. And he was the one that was, uh, that. Uh, had Gladys Knight in the had Pips. Had Gladys Knight in the Black Pips. Black Ivory. Mm. Right. All these groups that he had on Buddha Records. So, mm. so Morris was the one that back then we had found out that uh, he was the one that started the payola, mm. paid a DJ to play the record. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not to get off course, but most times when you hear these records every hour on the hour, yeah, the DJ's getting paid. Yeah, somebody's getting paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he heard, he heard that we was the skinny boys and when he got... Back in the states, he mm. called Mark. He called called the number that was on that yes. label. Mm. 
Okay. And that's how we, you know, was going back and forth to New York, you know, meeting after meeting after meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so after we get that, signed to Warlock. Right. Mm-hmm. From there, it's, I mean, you can't say it's like a rap, mm-hmm. but the story goes on. It gets deeper. Story goes on. Story yeah. goes on. So now you sign to Warlock and you start work on the first album? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, on that album, what was your favorite song to record? Well, that's mm. the jock box. Okay. The jock box, yes. you know, ended up being, you know, the single. Mm-hmm. You know? But Feed Us the Beat. Feed mm. Us the Beat was in Unity. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. Those Feed Us the Beat tracks. was like, mm. you know. We felt like we were the Beatles. Mm. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> awesome we were song. like, listen, man, we you know, our our staple thing was always to have a rock and roll riff behind one of our right. beats, whatever beat it was. Mm-hmm. Feed us the beat. If it was um, Rip the Cut, mm-hmm. it was basically to have that rock and roll riff. We wanted to be a staple of some type of irritating noise. Mm-hmm. And Jock had that voice. Yes. Right. I am Jock Box. Mm-hmm. And what's Jock and Sean? And, and Superman J. And. We came here live. You know what? To do one thing. And and the sad thing about that, I'm going to say it because a lot of people don't like to say it. Mm. Yeah, That record was Kiss, Do You Love Me that I was scratching. Right. That record was a Kiss record, Do You Love Me. I got to listen to that shit again. Yes. And it passes by so quick. Mm. That's probably why they couldn't catch it because... You hear, eh. Oh, yeah, I had to pay for that sample. But <laughs> okay. when you hear it mm. in its entirety, just playing through, mm. what you hear is, eh, eh, do you love me? Mm. You don't hear that, eh, yeah. because I dragged it out. Mm. Wow. So that's, that's probably why they never caught on to it. Mm. Hopefully they will never. Yeah. <laughs> now, um... Now, well, to fast forward a little bit. Now, why isn't a lot of your music on streaming services? You have the, we have three albums all together. Mm-hmm. Right. Waitlist is on there. Waitlist and so is on is there. The, uh, they can't get enough is on there. Yeah. Skinny the, and Proud is just. It's not on there. And right. I think it's, it's found, how. I found that on YouTube. They contracted mm-hmm. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. How they contracted it. I mean, let me say this much. When we were with Warlock, the promotion, the focus was on us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we had the Jungle Brothers, but I remember Adam Levy telling us. And MC Search was on there too. Yeah. I remember him telling us at that time we were out. These are the only ones that are selling. Mm. So when he comes and he says to Mark and Rhonda, who tell us, or the, the boys are round and around, almost a little at 400,000. Hmm. Then he says, the next time around, there are about 470,000 albums sold. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Next thing you know, I know you're going to bring this up, but now we find out we on Jive. Right. And y'all never wanted to leave Warlock in the first place. So how do y'all get to Jive? Well, I'm not going <laughs> to say we didn't want to leave because we always thought that bigger was better. Yes, mm. but once we seen the roster mm. that was on Jive in comparison to Warlock, mm. it makes they sense. can you more can be you put get, into you. You get lost, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 
on a smaller level. You can get more invested in you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, you know, on Jive, it got invested too, but it's just so many groups that they had. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you had so, Schoolie D, Steady yes. B, mm-hmm. all of them, you know, Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff. It, right. it, was, a, it was a huge roster. Mm-hmm. So we got caught up in but everybody had a lot person. of yeah. our music was like KRS-One. Mm. Underground was promoting itself. Mm. It killing me. The, the focus was really on, and, and, you know, big shout to them, Jazzy Jeff from Fresh Prince, because it whatever happened, it just happened. Mm-hmm. But they were dope. It was dope. You know, everybody on our roster was dope. I mean, like I said, shout to Steady B, man. And, you know, hold it down, man. Hold your head, you know? Mm. I'm not sure if you know about Steady B. I'm pretty sure you do know. Yeah. yeah Schooly he's, D. He's, he's doing, Steady a, B. He's doing a long stretch. Mm-hmm. Him and Cool C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a long stretch, but, you know, that's still our brother. Mm. Now, um, there's a performance I heard about. It was Schooly D, Steady B, and KRS1. Right. Mm-hmm. Can y'all tell me about that performance? You mean the one you're hearing on, you're seeing online? Yeah. Well, that was all of us at a Jive showcase. Right. Mm. And the first time I seen it was a few years back when they showed us. They showed a snippet of us. Mm. Cool Mo D. Right. Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince. Biz Markie's in there talking to Scott LaRock. Right. Mm. You know, rest in peace to Scott. Rest in peace. That... That show was so dope, man, because everyone got theirs that night and the people that came out to see the show mm. were just amazed at the talent. They were just amazed, you know? That's what it was, a showcase for yes. Jive RCA artists. Yes. Okay, got you, got yeah. you, got you. Mm-hmm. Now, when does the first album drop? It drops in 86, I want to say? The first album was actually 86, yes. 86, all right. Yes. The now, Weightless. The Weightless, right. Now, what's the reception, I guess, first around town and I guess like the industry? Because, well, first I wanted to ask, right, like the skinny boy name, because like, I think I, I wanted to know was like back in the day, there was like a thing of biting and stuff like that. So obviously you, you got the fat boys and then you got the skinny boys. Yeah, because what, they had like. It was a counterpart groups, right? yeah. type thing. It was that we was in a, a time of gimmicks. Right. right. Everyone had a gimmick. You like had, they got somebody that beatbox. Yes. You got somebody that beatbox. Yes. Right. Three people. And then you, know. you had things like even before us, you had UTFO, Roxanne, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Roxanne, Shantae comes along. Right. You know, so there was always something to go with. You know, you had LL Cool J. You had MC Shan. Right, right. You know? Yeah. It was always a gimmick that went on. Right. right, everybody had like a counterpart. Yes, right. yeah, and, and Roxanne, and she, she been a trailblazer since the age of Zip. Yes, too. right. You know, I mean, peace to Roxanne Shantae. Mm-hmm. She been a trailblazer, man, and you know, let's just say without Roxanne, maybe there's not a Juice Crew. She was just mm-hmm. there's no master. Juice Crew. She carried the legacy of the woman, man. Yes, you know, starting back from you know, if you go back to Shy Rock. Yes, mm-hmm. if you go back to you know Wanda D. If you go back. Yes. Debbie D. Debbie D. And yo, she, Roxanne Shantae gets heavily cool. Yeah. She stood up. She mm-hmm. stood out big time. You know, I'm so not saying she out. stood out over them because mm-hmm. she did her own thing and they did their own thing. She was a battle cat. But she mm-hmm. was a battle cat. Battle cat. Yeah. For real. You know, I was talking to Jazzy Joyce and she got a couple stories about yes. Roxanne oh, Shantae. Yes. Jazzy Joyce is awesome. Yes. Yeah. She used to be on the road yeah. with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So now, what? So the uh, first album drops now. What's the reception from, I guess, 
Bridgeport or like the state of Connecticut, and then what's the like the the industry response? Crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Because from the first album, we was doing places like the Aggie Fest. Yes. Every year. A and T, yeah. You know, at A and T. You know, from the first album, we was at places like the Spectrum mm. mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. You know, like 30,000 people. Erie, mm. Pennsylvania. Erie, Pennsylvania, the Fun House. You know, Ohio, Akron, Cleveland, Dayton. Mm-hmm. We met. You know, that first album, we happened to meet LeBron James, who was one years old. Met his mother too. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We were on our way to a show. And Gloria says, I know who you guys are, but can I just ask for an album for my son? Mm. He going to be somebody one day. Sure enough. She sure said enough. he going to be somebody one day. Mm-hmm. By the time he turns 16, she calls me up. Jay, go get the Sports Illustrated. Mm. I'm looking and I'm like, the chosen one. I call her back and I said, is this your son? This LeBron? Yeah, this the boy? This is him. <laughs> She's like, this is him. He's the real deal. Mm. So yeah. that's part of that that weightless album. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting people, you know, shout to Silver B. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, shout Ohio, Silver you know. Silver B introduced us to Gerald, uh, not Gerald, to Eddie Levert. Who also okay. introduced us to Gerald Levert. Also to Gerald. Because and his sons and mm-hmm. we were Gerald Levert's at that time. His favorite group. His favorite rap group at the time. Shit. Yeah. So hey. we go to their house mm. in Cleveland, Ohio. Went to Eddie Levert's house. Eddie Levert's house. Went yes. to his house. Wow. He had Levert his over is there. performing. Mm-hmm. Is practicing. Yeah. Wow. They're practicing. Yo, wow. <laughs> yes. Right down the street, Don King lives. What the fuck? In when I tell Cleveland, you, Ohio? This Cleveland. house was massive. In Cleveland. In Cleveland. And we Cleveland, performed. I mean, not like... Richwood has a lot of talent. Connecticut as a whole has a lot of talent. A lot of New talent. Haven. Ohio, too. Ohio. Got a lot of talent. It's flooded. When I tell you flooded, I mean, you're looking at these people singing, and you're like, why aren't they out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? A lot. A lot, man. And we performed at Eddie Levert's house. Yes. Performed what? The Jock, the jock box. box. Oh, wow. Amazed. He was amazed. Right in his house, man. Yeah. And like he gave his house, you know, great hospitality. Yeah. Uh, the house, house was set up. The, very down to earth. You see people. how this is in right here? Mm-hmm. Okay. They had a, a room with just a mirror. Mm-hmm. Just a performing. Just a performing. Wow. Perfect your show. Hmm. Yeah. That's wild. Lou, that's fucking great. <laughs> now, what's the craziest road story I got from, from being on the road? Throughout all three albums <laughs> that y'all can tell without somebody getting like, yeah, divorced details. or something. Yeah, divorced or some shit. <laughs> well, no, nah, um, you know, I would say the craziest road story that we know of, well, one of them. Mm. I remember we, you know, we was coming from it was us, Joski and us, <laughs> Joski loving us. And that was Dayton, Ohio. Big Daddy, I remember that. Uh, Big Daddy Kane and Bismarck, all of Jazzy us. Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince. We, a yeah. few of us was there. Bismarcky. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all, you know, after the concert, we're out in the back, and then we start getting chased by a, a bunch of people. Mm. They, they, we were performing at the time. They rushed the stage. Mm. Right. And they chased us all the way to the bus after the show. Was- and I remember Joe Ski said, 
to Red Alert. Damn, Red, I don't know why you was running. They're not chasing you. They ain't chasing you. And <laughs> Red Alert, coming to see you, Otis? <laughs> and Red, Red Alert says, we're going to see if your ish get played on this. <laughs> get played tonight. <laughs> you know. Y'all keep playing with Red. <laughs> yeah. As a Red Alert said, we're going to mm-hmm. see if your ish get played tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was like crazy. Though, you bro. didn't hear Red Alert playing Just You <laughs> Love No More. <laughs> like no more at all? Yeah. Wow. Don't mess, don't mess don't with know. the DJ. Yeah, them, the, the DJ is most important. Yeah, yeah but he, he meant what he said, though. But it was yes. it was really like crazy when he yeah. said that, though. It was just funny. But we had a lot of fun with a lot of lot of good people, man. Yeah. Mm. You know, a lot of good people, man. Shout out to Shan. Shan had the, we never got high. Oh, mm. But Shan had the trees, a bag <laughs> of trees, as he would call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like man. how do you, how are you getting this through on the plane? Yeah, yeah how? Yeah, that don't big seem... bag of weed. I can't even say weed. They was trees. Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> "Wow." He said, "He's like, any boys, you want to meditate? Y'all ready to meditate? No, we're good." <laughs> I don't know. I saw yeah, you, brother. Shout you enjoyed out to it. MC Sham, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good people. Good people, yes. man. Do you have a another trailblazer? Favorite place y'all been? Say that again. Do you have a favorite place you've been? For me, it's hard to say because the Aggie Fest was black college. Mm. Just imagine, I mean, there's a lot of people that have performed at black colleges. Mm -hmm. But for us to be there, Mm -hmm. we were chosen by our own to be there. Right. You know? So that's one of the favorite places, but also... Cleveland, Ohio. That's a special place. Cleveland. A, a certain place. Dayton, a, certain, a big place in our heart. Akron. And and another place that supported us a lot was Detroit. Man. Detroit. I mean, they, Chicago. they bought. Detroit. Chicago. Wow. They bought most of our albums, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago, that Midwest. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And places like Chicago, they, they thought we was like a go-go band at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and the people in Pittsburgh thought we was from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you think that? Like, why do why do people think? Because you said earlier that people thought that you that you were from New York or you from Pittsburgh. Like, why do people tend to think that? I don't. I don't know why. I guess they didn't hear you know enough. I guess they didn't read Word Up magazine enough. Yes, mm-hmm. right on. I guess they that, didn't yeah. read Black Beat magazine yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. And they didn't right read on the Billboard magazine. enough. Like, oh, they good. We claiming them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and so we was in Right On magazine plenty of times. Black Beat. Mm-hmm. Word Up magazine, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they got us on the front of some covers. They got us in, always in the centerfold. Centerfolds, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Puzzles, we had a, whatever. You had a lot of our people that were in Bridgeport and in Connecticut. They weren't reading a lot of this stuff, no. right? But it was at every news corner. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I just didn't get it. But one of my favorite places, I would have to say. It had I would want to say was Philadelphia the Spectrum. Mm. Whoa! Because I mean it was so many people. It's a great city in the Spectrum, man. I couldn't. It was packed out. I couldn't even see. You couldn't even. I had to go walk. I walked out to my turntables. Mm-hmm. I had to go walk back. And Sean and Jock said, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I just smirked at him and said, yo, it's crazy out here. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy." And everybody performed that night. Yes, Terrorist One to LL Cool J to Run DMC to Heavy D and the Boys. Crazy. Everybody performed that night. Mm. But it was, I never seen that many people. They chased the bus. I'm like, man. 
It's crazy. As we're getting on the bus, they chased the bus. Mm. Didn't want us to leave. They blocked it for a while. Shout, you know, when we say Philly, shout out to my man, Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. Mm-hmm. Legend. Legend. That's my man right there. Peace to the roots. Yes. And peace to the DJ that broke our record out there, Lady B. Lady B, without mm. a doubt. You know. Lady B had rap in regular rotation before anybody else had it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about country-wise. Wow. Before anybody else had it, Lady B had it in regular rotation. Yeah, that's because a place like Philadelphia is so yeah. culturally rich. Yes. Mm, definitely. You know. And I would say, and no disrespect to anything, to anyone here, but I would say New Haven's our cultural spot. Mm. You know, very, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bridgeport is too, but you see more of yourself when you look at the artifacts and everything else, what's going on. Mm. The Freddie Fixer Parade. Freddie Fixer, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, that was, you know, us coming up as youngins. Mm. And people would ask us, well, where are you going? We're going to the Freddie Fixer Parade. Where's that at? Like, that was a staple. Yes. Yeah. But we can mm. remember catching the train there and our friends would be like, you going to New Haven? Mm-hmm. But y'all going to have beef up there. We're like, no, nah, we don't, no, we don't have, beef, have no. beef. No, we don't have no. beef. You just got to, you know, wherever you go, <laughs> You just gotta carry yourself in an orderly fashion. Mm. Yeah, you know, same way. Of, Be respectful. Yeah, That's if you in Bridgeport, you know, if I go to the West End, I'm carrying myself in an orderly fashion. Right. Yes. If I go to the East End, I'm carrying myself in an orderly yes. fashion. Mm. You know, because that's not my turf. Right. You know, I'm from the North End. Mm. I grew up in the Hollow. Mm. You know, and I got friends on all sides of towns, mm-hmm. and, and that's how it should be. Yes. Right. You know, you shouldn't be nervous about where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was saying about six degrees of separation, if everybody would just communicate, you know, there wouldn't be all of this killing because it's that close. Because right. you have damn near family killing family. You know? Basically, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know. And when you say one of the best places we've been to, let me say one of the funniest things. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we get there. Oh, man. And Well, let me say before Pittsburgh, Rochester. Yeah. We're looking at the guys, man. They're gangsters now. They're gangsters. Mm. Gangsters had finger waves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had bob haircuts yes. like women. <laughs> we say uh, Cleveland yeah. is but a they, favorite <clears throat> because Cleveland had this spot called Euclid Ave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pimps and pushers, man. You, they, think, yeah. you would think you would thought Some you real, was in Vegas. Real pimps. Mm. Real pimps and pushers. Yeah, real. Long fingernail, long coke nail. Right, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like suit tie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Riding like, the Cadillac. Yeah. yeah, I used to I used to hear some things about Ohio. Yeah, yeah like yeah. but the way people talk about Cleveland now, like they talk about how like the whole state is like a flyover state. Yeah. But you know, I know some things that have happened in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Cleveland, Dayton, Akron. Those, Akron, are, yeah. those are like roller skating cities. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, they Detroit just be a well. grown adult mm-hmm. and they go roller skating yeah. as a community. Mm-hmm. You know, but have you ever seen that movie Belly? Mm-hmm. There was one dude in the movie Belly. He had a bob in his hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how the brothers was rocking it in Pittsburgh and yes. stuff like that. Yes. Are you talking about the dude with the yellow jumpsuit? Mm-hmm. That was that's fucking eating a banana. <laughs> that dude. Yes, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying <laughs> that was their that was their as we call it nowadays swag. What, right. Yeah. That's what they did. That was mm-hmm. their style. Yeah, that was their style, man. You know, and then you can hate because that wasn't your hood. So it's like listen, you, mean, ain't gonna, you ain't gonna say too much. It's nah. like, and then you that's get how y'all rock. It's like Chicago that can literally shake you up, oh, right? Man. Because there's a cold like the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
the hat, the way you wear the hat. Mm -hmm. This way is gang affiliation. To the side is gang affiliation. Mm -hmm. Everything except for the front. Right. You're good. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, everywhere you go is different. It's different, man. And mm. you should learn something wherever you go. You mm. should learn something about that place. Probably you know? one of the wildest places we've probably been to was St. Louis. Yes. St. Louis, yes. yeah. You know, a lot of people sleep sleep these places, man. Yes. Oh, no, you know. Rough. You know, it's some rough some rough cats out there. Mm. And even then you, then even Kentucky. Paducah. Paducah. Kentucky. They're coming to the show. Yes. On horseback. People are coming to the show on horseback. horseback. Yeah. Yeah, we had a show at this park in Paducah, Kentucky. Kind of some where's brother, the bumblefuck time with y'all? Brothers. <laughs> no, brothers. Brothers and sisters are showing up. Mm. Showing up on horse. On man. horseback. Like. We thought we was at some damn rodeo. I, I mean. mean like, yo, for real. I mean, like uh -huh. that. That was a part of their culture. It's different. You know, everywhere's different. You know? I don't know where you find a horse just all, you know, unless you're on a farm or some shit. I mean, yeah. I, I forgot <laughs> the name of the movie that was out where a town was taking care of horses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the movie, but you had a lot of black, good black actors in there. Mm. And they had horses all in the town. It might have been Texas or somewhere. I'm not sure the name mm -hmm. of the movie, but when I seen that movie as of recent, the first thing I thought of when we was did that? a show in Paducah, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Right. Shocked. I mean, it was at the park. They was chilling. It was just like, yeah. like, like it was the let out like it's <laughs> in Atlanta. You just parking your horse and tying them up over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or they sit, or they get sitting up there on the horse watching the show. Mm -hmm. Right, you know? that's crazy. But it's you know when you get outside of your setting, when you get out of Bridgeport, everything's when you different. You get out of Connecticut, everything's mm -hmm. different, man. And I'm sure that the uh, those that are in the audience, those that do do did travel and still do travel, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Now you guys are doing all this uh, touring. Now, how's the money looking when you guys are touring? Well, from the shows, you're getting paid from the shows. shows yeah. You know, but that's not really the bulk. Oh, because yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a, a, some residual that you that would come like into to play get. That you don't know about. Mm. That we didn't know you're, about being young and dumb. Yes. Right. And uh, we still don't know about. Yes. Okay. You know? And so um, that's why, like, um, you know. Most people, most artists, their money comes from them touring. Yeah, right. basically. They will tell yeah. you that. They, will yeah, say, they, don't, they don't come from record sales. Uh, they come from merch yes, and touring. Right. Yes, yes, right. And so, like, um, while you while you're doing the shows and stuff, you know, you're getting you're getting money, but mm -hmm. you're spending it as quick as you're getting it. Yeah, right. You know, you always gotta have fresh gear. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, you may take a, a big portion of that money. I'm wearing this right here the next show. Yes. Yeah, right. Just I'm buying this. Just to oh, fit. how much is that right there? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, right. doesn't matter. I got That's it. Right. I got it. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so, like, you know. We're doing shows and we're living like, you know, check to check or cash mm. to cash. Yeah. Mm. Show to show. Show to show. Been spending the money as quick as you're getting it. Mm -hmm. Not really looking at there's going to come a point in time. When this stops. When this stops. When mm. it shuts down. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so, uh, you know, us being, you know, young and dumb and we're not the only ones. Mm. You no. know, but what makes it so big on us is because. We're the only group that have made it to that status. Mm. And so we're the only ones that the people can really talk about yes. around here. Right, right, right. You they called in Connecticut. Mm. They call what happened to us, they call us the new edition of rap. As far as how edition. the business was. See, I just had a completely because, messed up deal. Yeah, yeah I had like something worse than a 360, basically. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
know? So now that was Mark and Rhonda's fault. Well, I mean, you know, you know, you call it Ace of Ace and a Spade of Spade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones that... And we can't forget the label. Issued out. And the label. The label yeah. just as well. Yeah. Mm. Now, why was their name on a lot of the written and produced when it came to a lot of the records and stuff like that? We yeah. were told at a from the outset of the first album, if we put you your put name, your name on, it, on it, they're, they're going to take your money. Right, they're going to take the money. So okay. when you look at, put it this way, you, you look at family. Mm. You don't expect family to take you. Mm. Right. Now, these are the same family members that my mother said had them in her living room mm. on James Street and said, listen, don't y'all rip these boys off. Right. Right. They heard that loud and clear, but it's it's what happens in the industry, sad to say. Right. Mm. We ain't the only ones. We ain't the first. We ain't the last. Right. You and know? We, and we just thank God that we didn't lose, you know. Our minds. The essence of That's oneself. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people that we do know personally that went on an excursion and never came back. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, they never retrieved themselves and things of that in, nature. In plain English, man, the, you know, the industry fucked them up. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know? And I've heard people say, I had more fun when I was an amateur. Mm-hmm. Everybody says I had I, I had way more fun when it. I was broke. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could understand what they're saying, but they say that because with professionalism comes business. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there's a reason why they call it show business. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have a dope show. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing, you better have your business. Your business correct. better be right. Business, yeah. Right. Mm. And that's why I got to salute, like, the new school. Yes. Because mm. they've learned off of the shortcomings of what the old school fell short of doing. Yes. Mm. Which was the paperwork, the clerical work. Mm. You know, and that so... publishing is everything. Right. And mm-hmm. so I got to salute them. Yes. Even if I don't agree mm. with what's going on, I got to salute them. Because right. they yes. take care of business first. First. You it know? ain't nothing... Ain't nothing so. better, I mean, from, I know from our point of view, the way we look at it, and it's nothing against other races, but it's nothing like seeing black millionaires. Hmm. That's a blessing, man, just to be able to say, listen, we got black millionaires in this industry that we ran with. That's crazy, yeah. You know? Thank God right. for, you know, for LL Cool J starting up Rock the Bells Radio. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. that's like, I miss the Rock the Bells Festival. Yeah, That's one about, thing I miss. Yeah, that too. Think about the fact that he puts this thing together and he could have went about his business and, and just kept doing TV and everything else he was doing. Mm. But he, he chose to, what I call it, is giving back to the hip-hop community. Right. You know? Right. Right. And now he's giving back to, you know, all the community because of the fact that hip-hop and R&B because Rock the Bell plays everything. Everything. You know, and, and shout to him on his Rock and Roll Hall of rock Fame. Rock and Roll you know? Hall of right. Fame. You know? Big time. Shout out to him and Jay-Z. Yes. Word. You know, Public yeah. Enemy, all these guys that have made it, man, you know? Mm. Now, with the uh, deal y'all signed, do y'all regret signing that, even though they took you all over the world? Well, I can't say regret myself as Superman. <laughs> I can't say regret yeah. because... I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, that, but it's like... Yes. It, yeah. It was a learning tool for us as well as a whole lot mm-hmm. right. of our comrades. You know, it was a, a a very good learning experience, and I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. 
Right. Yeah, of course, I, I you would love to have seen the residuals from that, from your, from your record sales. You know, you would love to have seen that residuals. Mm-hmm. But to be able to travel places free of charge. Right. Well, not necessarily and, free. And right, not, not necessarily free. You're, but, going, you're I mean, going to work. I mean, it could have been on your dime and, and you yeah. not know it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, no, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely and you, took out for it. Yeah. And we mm. say free because of the fact that it was something that we enjoy doing. When it's something you enjoy doing, you're not thinking freedom. about that. You're, you're not thinking about that. No, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. freedom. When you when it's something that's it's like getting up for a nine to five every day, and you say, "Man, I'm tired of this." Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this red today. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this no more. Versus right. something that, just imagine if doing just these podcasts was your nine to five. Oh, this I, is something that you love to do. I say it every day. I hate my job. I wish I could do this full time. Yeah. But right. I'm just grinding and I'm making some money, but just not enough to sustain myself. Just they say to, when yeah. you enjoy what you do, you never work a day Never in working. Like, yeah, this is this is fun. This is, yeah. I've been doing this six years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Half the time didn't make a dime. <laughs> yeah, right. But it gave you peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And trust when I say, man, I'm 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 not saying this because it sounds good to say. The payoff is coming when you least expect it. Right. Trust that. Yeah, that's a fact. You yeah. don't get signed when you want. You don't get all these accolades coming to you when you want. Mm-hmm. It comes when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why it's called the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. Uh... I wouldn't trade it because at, at a Mm-mm. certain point in your life, there's some things that you know and there's some things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see that there's a stop sign in front of you, that's when you stop. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. And so certain things had to had to germinate and had to come up in the, uh, the industry mm-hmm. and had to cross our paths mm-hmm. for us to either say, no, are you all going to make that fourth album for Jive? Mm-hmm. Or, or are you going to keep getting jerked? Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. what's it going to be? Mm-hmm. So it, it came to a point in time whereas, you know, there was a, there was a stop sign in front of us. Mm-hmm. And there was a fourth album we were supposed you know? to give them. So that's why I was saying that. A wake-up call ca- came about. Are we mm-hmm. going to give them the fourth? Right. Or we are we just going to continue? Just we chose away. to say yeah. no to get jerked. Mm-hmm. And litigation came. You know? Mm-hmm. Litigation, you can't do a damn thing. Everything's on freeze. Yeah. You know? Now, this insight that you now have, do you give this to other artists? Like, yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Whatever yeah. we can help them at. Yeah, we know information costs, and it does cost. Mm. But I think as a community, you don't want to see another one go through what you went through. Exactly. Right. You want to see that person that you gave these this info to you want to see that turn into a success story, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And right. they can look back and say, you know some Jay, Sean, and Jock told me about this right here. Mm-hmm. I followed right. their lead and here I am. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've told many of them like, you know, but the people also have a mind of their own. I mean, they everyone, gonna do they, gonna do. they preach this only your masters, be independent yes. thing, you know, this, that, and the third, but you know, back when y'all was out and active, that wasn't really the, that wasn't the a thing. language. No, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a thing. And so I just believe in, you know, speak when spoken to. Mm. You know, if somebody is seeking, you know, and you have uh, a piece of the puzzle that they may need, mm. then I'm going dis- to distribute it to them. 
You know, I'm going to give them, you know, my experience. I'm going to give them, you know, the pros and the cons. Yes. That I'm I'm aware of. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And it's up to them to pick and choose. And so um, mm. they're going to use. Right. This day and age, if they're seeking, they would ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's not cool just to to be hanging around. You, you you're wasting time like that. Mm-hmm. Ask questions so that you can pro- and continue to proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like a, a lot of the younger artists don't want to ask questions because they feel like the older MCs are kind of like I want to say hating on them like bitter, mm-hmm. bitter. And yes, because to, because of the money and like the freedom. All. Yeah, it's yeah. not all. But there are some that are bitter. But this is the thing that I, I, I would ask most artists from our era. What if this is your child mm. coming to you? Would you be bitter towards your child? Because these are our youngins mm-hmm. that are coming to us for information. If we don't give them what they need to know or give them at least a tip, mm. we could blame ourselves for their failures. Right. Right. You know, and we can't. Keep that revolving door going around. It's it's time for black businesses to come together full circle, mm. you know, and black, start, yeah. you know, each one, teach one, reach one. Right. You know, it's got to be that way. If, if not, we're going to keep going through that revolving door. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's no reason to be jealous because this person's going through the same thing you're going through. Mm. Right. Right. We want to see them. We want to see our, our younger artists right now up and about. And knowing what's going on. Mm. Yeah. I would definitely say um, for young and old, you know, you need old for counsel. Young for war. Young for war. Great quote. You know? Mm. So when you have old for counsel, young for war, mm-hmm. the only ones that I see in the industry that are that are exercising this mm. are like jazz artists. Mm-hmm. The old make sure the youth are getting what they need. And then the youth that are coming up in the jazz arena are always paying homage mm. to a Charlie Parker. They're always paying homage to a Miles Daisy. Definitely. Davis, John Coltrane. A Dizzy Gillespie. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, a Joe Williams. Mm-hmm. You, you don't hear them, you know, disrespecting and talking about, the, the, that's the old school. Oh, are you old? You out yeah. the way. It's time for the new generation to do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that. They mm-hmm. have they have what they call respect, and they have dignity, and they have integrity. Mm. And this is what we need as well today. Because I look at it, if a young if it's a young one out here that's that's getting it, then I feel that he should reach up mm-hmm. to that old one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And grab him to be a part of his equation. Because, like, yo, help, help me. Because he has a foundation that he's standing on. Mm-hmm. And the foundation that we are standing on is not our own foundation. No. Somebody made that foundation first mm-hmm. for you to stand where you're standing at right now. So you should always have a hand reaching down to pull another one up. Right. Regardless if it's old school or even if it's one of your Conrads of your peers. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of musicians these days, they don't do their research enough and look back at like the forefathers or the people that have done this before them to get that kind of insight. Yes. Now, how do y'all feel about today's music? Hip hop specifically? Like, do y'all listen? Like, do y'all? I mean, you know, hip hop is, hip hop is true. Hip hop is hip hop. Mm -hmm. 
You but know? it's a lot of bullshit out here. Everything I mean, sounds the same. Well, I'm I'm it's not. Lot... Hip hop is mm. hip hop, right? I'm not gonna say that. it may not be our hip hop that we were doing, right? Definitely not, right? And some some people call it mumbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was a long time. That was a yeah. stigma with down south artists. Some people call it mumbo, mm-hmm. but I mean, listen, man. Everybody got their own wave. That's that's a that's that there's 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 defected parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are perfected parts. Mm-hmm. Things have that have been perfect perfected. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then you have some defected parts. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta still work out some nooks and some crannies. Mm-hmm. When you talking about hip hop, spit a sixteen, mm. spit a eight, mm-hmm. mm. spit a twenty four battles, and let's see if this aren't what they used to be. Context mm. is put in the right perspective. Right. Let let us hear what he is saying mm-hmm. or she is saying. We just want to hear them say something that will raise up the consciousness mm. of the stupor that we as a people are in. Right. So that's why I said, we need that old for console, the young for war. Walk around calling others itches and oars. You need your mouth washed out with some soap and water. The woolly lynch syndrome, you're out of order. My pants sagging, just about to kiss the ground, you 40 plus. Say what? You looking like homie the clown, now touch down. Now who wants to grab the rebound? You walk around with, with that Joe, Joe Frazier frown. frown. You creep by on the other side of the street. Say uh, what? You grew up together and you grind your teeth. Why? Uh, you look at me like you want to bring the heat. If looks could kill, then I'll be better. Six, six feet, feet deep, but yes, 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 y'all. Yes, yes, amazing. That shit is amazing. I wish y'all watching it, y'all? We appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, have y'all been watching Versus? Um, I've been watching. I watched the last my, one. I, I mm. listened to my brother. He mm. says he watched it. I didn't I didn't zoom in yet. Mm-hmm. You know? You're not, you're not, you're not on it yet? No, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not on it yet. Yeah. I just didn't zoom in yet because, mm. like, I listened to what Prince said years ago, mm. because I'm still trying to perfect this. Mm. I'm not too vain that I can't hear them. Right. Mm-hmm. But he said, listen to yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hear yourself. Mm. And as you can listen to yourself and hear yourself, mm. that's when you can come up with something diferente. Mm. You won't sound like the masses, but you will sound like you. Right. Because the only one who I can really be is me. me. Right. And the only one you can really be is you. Is you. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That versus Kane and KRS one. Masterclass MC, I want to yes. say. Most people would say, oh man, who who do you think won? Hip hop. And I won. said hip hop won. Hip hop won. Hip hop won. I said, because this was a versus for young kids to go back to class. To see how we did it. Mm-hmm. And some people say, well, who do you think won the battle? Ain't no battle. Mm-hmm. This, this is not a battle, man. I said, listen, we had epic battles back in the day. This is just them doing their records, their best records from their catalog. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Right. And it's entertaining the crowd. Mm-hmm. And the blessing is both of them get paid. Basically. They keep their money flowing. Mm-hmm. What an outlet. Yeah, we yeah. we see what happened with Jada. You know, it seems like mm-hmm. Jada Jada called like a second win. Well, not 
him himself, but like his career caught like a second win because everybody tuned into that and, yes. they, and they saw a master like they saw actual MCing, yes, bars, right. breath control, mm-hmm. stage presence, all this, yes. And you know, Dipset they came up there with gimmicks, and then I feel like the younger crowd kind of appreciated that more because it was like I didn't know that he did that. I just thought right. you know if it's old and outdated, it's just whatever it is. But then they like they saw it live and it was like yes i can't believe what i'm seeing mm, mm, and then i feel mm. like if they did more of that they would appreciate a lot of the older artists more it was like hey it's it's really some hot shit back here Y'all yes. just, you just gotta look you just gotta open up the the, the cd case or yes, you know open mp3s the, open it up man mm-hmm. i've heard yeah. people say well jada reinvented himself no he did this is what he's always he, done he been doing this he's himself for like Jada's 20 family, years Jada's strong <laughs> Oh he got yeah, family right up in the terrace. Yeah, his, one of his um his cousins rap Brillo. Shout out to Brillo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So when you look at how he came in the game, he came in the game basically as a battle cat. Right. You know yeah, when man. when I say to people, I said Karis One's a battle cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a performer, but he's a battle cat. Not that Big Daddy Kane can't go because that brother can go. Mm-hmm. We go. all know he can go. Facts. But he's more into entertaining mm. and so when you look at that verses that's all the verses it's a new way of entertaining especially with this COVID in place right it's a new way for our brothers and sisters to go get money and keep their money flowing mm-hmm. right you know while also keeping the people entertained mm-hmm. big ups to them big ups to hip hop right. big ups to hip hop now, y'all mentioned that fourth album that you were supposed to do for Jive. So when you mm-hmm. guys finally walk away, what was life like after Jive? Like, what did you guys do? What was the, like, now we're not signed. We're, are you trying to get a record deal again? Are you still making music? Like, what's the, what are Jive y'all doing? Jive helped, Barry Weiss and them helped to pay for the lawyers. Mm. Get us up out of our contract. Yeah. Okay. And he said, when you're ready, we'll be waiting for you. Right. Mm-hmm. We just didn't feel safe anymore because you're on an island by yourself. And and let me let me say this, because I know Sean feels the same way, Jock may feel the same way. Shout out to Mark and Rhonda for doing the business and the footwork to go get us to deal. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, other things happen that weren't so favorable. Right. But we also know that the record label had a lot to do with that just as well. Mm. Because if that's the case, why is it that everyone, I don't care who you are, they go through things with their record labels. And I'm, 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 you hate to make it a race thing, but there are more black artists going through it than whites. 100%. Whole lot more. So this is why I go back to, listen, when you can help these young bucks out and yes, our careers have helped these young bucks, you know, get to a place where they understand the business. Yeah, then they should reach back. Mm. And I'm not just saying reach back financially, but they should reach back and say, listen, thank you. Mm. At least just a thank you mm. for paving the way, because we've always said, listen, groups like the Cold Crush, they paved the way for us. Fantastic Five, every, anyone that came before any one of us, they paved the way. Mm. and you were able to step on them and uplift yourself. There was no more of that getting dirty. Mm. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, they're down in the mud. They're allowing us to step on them to reach higher. Mm. This is what we did for the younger generation. And they have to do that for the next generation to come. Don't just keep it to yourself. Y'all got your business minds right. Think. Spread the love. Spread the love. You know, when when we when we stopped, I'm not gonna say stopped, but when we when we went back into the shadow mm. behind the closed door, mm-hmm. you know, um the writing doesn't stop. No. Mm. Because the writing is what keeps me in our sanity. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This keeps us going from getting so close to the edge, you'd be like right next to the brink of a pit of a fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready to just say, I'm done. Mm. There were tears. Yeah. It had to be, yeah. Yeah. And and there are still quiet storms. Yes. In this dispensation of time. Mm. Um, we the God has just given us a, a great coping mechanism mm-hmm. on how to deal with adversity. Mm. Um, so we're here. Um, I had to take up the second gift that the God has given me, mm-hmm. which is cutting hair. Right. You know, I also have a degree in fashion merchandise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, at the time I said, mom, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, we're not making music right now no more. She said, well, I know what you're going to do. You're going to cut hair. I said, I don't want to cut no hair. Mm-hmm. She said, well, don't say that because God gave you a gift. That's right. Some gifts. Mm-hmm. The first gift was music. Your second gift is cutting hair. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what's I, taking care of his family. That's what's taking care of him. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't uh, uh, sit around and wait for some mystery God. To drop something in your lap. Mm-hmm. Ain't happening. No. You for know, me, it after was... After prayer comes work. That's right. Right. You know? For me, it was me and Damon from 3 to Hardway, Triple C, went to audio engineering school. Mm. And we went to CMA, Center for Media Arts. Okay. So that was our hustle, but that hustle doesn't happen also with us without... We were going to school. Mm. My brother was helping to pay some of our bills to get through school. Right, that's dope. Mm-hmm. So there was always a brotherhood there. Not just because we were brothers, but I'm talking about with Triple C and them guys. Mm. There was always a brotherhood. Mm. It with some members, I think it, it fell apart and I don't know why. But you look at things like these awards that we've received. Mm. This is not us giving ourselves anything. This is what the people want to give us. Right. Yeah. Right. This right. is what the fans want to want to give us by saying thank you. But that you deserve That's, as well. Yeah. yeah Most we definitely. Thank you, thank you for that. Brother. I will I will never yeah. ever say that we don't deserve mm-hmm. what we got because at the end of the day, we worked hard to get there. Absolutely. You know? And the the night that we got the, the keys, we heard from giants like Big Daddy Kane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jalil from you Houdini. Know, Houdini calls us. Yeah. You know. Jal spoke to us, was on the phone with us at least with that weekend, about what, two hours, right? Yeah. Mm. Just, just and breathing he's, into He's us. one of those saying, I don't even have a key to the city, man. I'll trade my Grammy for a key to, to Brooklyn. 
That's nuts. You know? And so, you know, we, we just thank, we, we thank them for the time that we had in the industry. And, you know, as an artist, you know, you're never done. No. Mm. You could be in the shadows, but you're never done. Mm. You know, it's. Hip hop is a fraternity. Yeah. And when you mm. ready. Once you're in it, you're in it. Mm. Right. And when you, you are never forgotten. Right. right. And when you're ready, then you will uh, shoot again. Mm. You know, and maybe the next time when you're ready, you won't fall mm. like a shooting star falls. Mm. But this time you'll stay up there in the gravity and the light will be shining. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I, I just thank God, like I said, for my for the gift that he's given me. Because like my brother said, I did, you know, help him and help aid him in a financial situation with school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've always given given to my cousin Jockbox, mm-hmm. you know. And so I we we always say if if I get a piece of the pie and I'm successful, so are you. One eat, mm-hmm. we all eat, you know. And so that's how it is. It's just like JB may not be present, mm-hmm. but he's but he's with us. Yes, right. right now. Yes. So you know, after this is over, we'll give him a call out in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And yo, Jock, we just did a podcast, man. Right. We wish you would have been there. So we're gonna hold it yes, down. Definitely. We're gonna hold it down until he until you gets get back. That's right. Back here. Mm-hmm. And he's you gonna know. get back. He's gonna get you back. Know. Definitely. Now, do you know Jock's mindset? Why y'all going through this whole thing? Do we oh, know it? Yeah, like, 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 what's his mindset? Because I got y'all two perspective. Like, do you know what he's going through mentally? Up. It messed him up. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. He's, yeah. a, he's the youngest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really tore him up because when you see. All this success. You're going to be in a man that's just yes. back home. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is why, um, you know, our patience is good. And, and plus, he's, we ain't going to leave him out in the desert because he's, he's our first cousin. Cousin, that's right. right. You Blood, know, that's my right. mother and Jock's mother are sisters. And mm-hmm. so, like, um, you know, we got him, you know, when he's, mm-hmm. when he's ready to, uh, to come amongst, you know, uh, the audience, then... We'll be sitting here waiting in the cut, mm. you know. But like uh, as far as what he, what he's going through, he's going through the same thing we going through. Yeah. We, we just know how to mask things a bit right. different, mm. right? And we know how to channel the uh, the madness, mm. right? So that it doesn't affect the core essence of us. Yes. Mm. So we're able to do this because you know we know somebody, mm. and we met somebody, and we thank God. You know, mm. for having good women, right, right. You know, and, and that's I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna be very honest. That's that's everything. Having good wives, mm-hmm. yes, is everything. Having your kids to have your your back, mm-hmm. your right. kids to your kids. You can never do nothing wrong. Never, right. you know. So they gonna have your back. And when I say we we know somebody, mm-hmm. and we think that somebody who came in the person. Mm. Of the great God, Master Farad Muhammad. Farad Muhammad. And we thank him for the Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we mm-hmm. thank him for that Jesus mm-hmm. in the midst today in the person of the Honorable Minister Mr. Louis Farrakhan. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what maintains and sustains us yes. so that we can continue to shine uh, without being on 40 Duop, 42nd Street. Right. Mm-hmm. For us to continue to shine without being in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, because the beacon of light is within oneself. Right. And, you know, once you find that beacon of light, this is why we continue to, uh, we're able to go through the fire 
and not get burnt. Mm-hmm. You know, so gotcha. you know we got Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo, but we were Shadrach, Jock, Meshach, Jay, and a bad Negro me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is what we have here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know after we go through this fire that we have been through, purification is around the corner. Hundred percent, I like that. Now, do you guys ever get the itch to make new new music? Oh, we make new music. It's in the midst right now. It's in the midst right now. Yeah, we make new music. Oh, you know? okay. We got a few sure. things coming. We got the, the documentary that my man Jim Slice is working on with us. So we finally getting that fourth album. Yes. Yeah, that'll be coming. No okay. question about it. Like sometime early twenty twenty two, or we like, still like in like the. Like we'll we'll be dropping something. Uh, Black Friday. Be the world. Oh shit! That's Black that's Friday. soon. soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. You know. So we look forward to that, and um, we're gonna um, continue to make the people clap. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, now, how's it sound? Is it you know? Is it more up tempo? Like, is Jay making the beats, or is like, what's the? Yeah, Jay's making the beat. Yes. Mm. You know, um, we all still write. Mm. Um, it's classic still. Okay. It's classic with a new feel, mm. new touch. You know, it's. I think people will love it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, I put a snippet on the gram and everyone chimed in and said, dope. From young artists to old artists. Mm-hmm. And then I took it down. I just wanted to get a pulse mm-hmm. of what was going on. Mm-hmm. See if that name still ring bells a little bit. Yes. Right. 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 <laughs> and, and we just hope that, you know, um, when it does comes out, I mean, you know, Bridgeport stand up. Yes. You know, Connecticut stand up. 1,000%. Connecticut stand up. Hip hop stand up. Stand even, up. Even, even more so than anything. You know, streaming's good, but take a dollar and go buy the single. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely support. Take a dollar and go buy the single. Mm-hmm. You know? Help us not so much to get back to where we were, mm-hmm. because I, I still think we're there, but help us to be able to do things, other things also in the community for these kids coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, so that if we do it, if you're supporting us, it's just not us doing it. That dollar helped. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right. that dollar helps. They, they always say, once again, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids are raising themselves. Absolutely. You know. No fault of their own. Right. But, and it's sad. Yeah. So we can expect new music at least by Black Friday. Yes. Album coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, documentary are, coming soon. Documentary coming soon. Um, are you working with any Connecticut artists? Any friends that you have? You know, industry connects. Are we like what's the? Right is, now, is, 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 is it too early to tell? Because I don't want to spoil that. It's too early to tell right now. Gotcha. But right now, we just focused on the first few tracks mm-hmm. that we've put together. But we're open, very open mm-hmm. to collapse. Okay. You know, that's the one thing I I, I say about the golden era versus this new era. Hmm. And it's, I don't knock the new era at all, but if you have an album of, let's say, let's just say 12 to 15 songs and you got six, seven features Hmm. of class, a top tier artists, damn it. You should go platinum and double platinum and triple platinum and diamond. Mm -hmm. You should, but let's see, you know, you have to at least see if you could stand on your own. I came to hear you. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, see if you could stand on your own. And I think most of them can stand on their own. 
but they take away from their own shine when they allow all these artists to come in and basically outshine them on their own shit. Right. Yeah. It happens way too often. Yeah. <laughs> way yeah. too often. That's the truth. Mm. That's the truth, man. Now, my last question is, right, I had a question about a song, right? Um, the song I want to be like, mm-hmm. did that ever hit the ears of Michael Jackson, Prince of Bill Cosby? That's hard to say. I'm not mm. sure. I'm not sure if it if it did hit. Mm. Um, and uh, that was, I mean, that I want to be like was was an awesome track to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't think it aged well with Bill, but you know, I get you. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, who knew that? Who knew that? You know what happened with Bill was Bill, right? Yeah, but we don't mean the bad stuff with Bill. Nah. We just mean like Bill. Like, but other I mean, than that, he, great human being. During during yeah. that during that segment of time, mm-hmm. the man he he had the masses of the people yes. right. checking out that show every week. He was mm-hmm. America's father, right? You know, mm-hmm. could do and, no wrong. Um, and Prince was, you know, definitely a great example. The God, yes, <laughs> MJ. Mm-hmm. The God. The God. You know? Mm. I mean, everybody was, you know, wanting to be like them. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those three. One of those three. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that there wasn't others out there. Yeah, but those are like but the pinnacle. Those right there was in the, in your face. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? And we can't believe so. everything the media says about people. Mm-hmm. Because once the media gets a hold of a certain thing, they blow it out the water. Out the water. And if all this is what you hear and see, Mm -hmm. you tend to say, well, this person said it. Yeah, but that person is keeping that going because bad news will always outshine good news. Definitely. You know? So it's like you you look at Prince. They made it to seem like, oh, he popping pills in it and he killed himself in his own elevator. Mm -hmm. Come on, that's fishy to me. Michael Jackson, yeah, he he was tired. He said he was tired. Mm. But Michael Jackson also had something to say to the masses. Right. That he Mm. wanted to wake up. Mm. Mm. And guess what? When you have something to say to the masses, your people, they don't want that coming out. Right. When you look at Bill, it was a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Every time. Bigger picture. I mean, you see this, you, you hear that, but then you have to say to yourself, Man, look what's going on right now with COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you don't take a shot and you this big time athlete or star, okay, you don't take the shot, we'll find ways to make you take it. Mm-hmm. Or we'll to find make ways you, to drag you down. Or to make you look bad. Yeah. Affect your livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. You can't play. You can't make money. You can't exactly. tour. You can't go here. You can't you can't fly. You can't yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can go overseas. No. And if you, you know, I just say to the people of today that, that are out there still doing it, take care of your money. Definitely. So that you don't have to feel like you're still a slave and you have to do this. Mm-hmm. You should be able to walk away. There are certain athletes, entertainers, all this, that can they can walk away from the game. Mm-hmm. You know, someone asked me a question. You think Jay-Z or Beyonce could retire? No. People are too invested in him. Mm-hmm. Before they retire, they may offer. Sad to say. But this is what the black community deals with. Mm-hmm. You know, these are our heroes mm-hmm. coming up. This is what it is. It is what it is at this point. Yes. Well, 
I want to tell you, brothers, it was a pleasure talking to you. It was an honor. It was here, man. It was long time in the making. Everything happens for a reason. Yes. Glad I got to talk to you, brothers. You guys are appreciated. You guys are needed. Like, I don't know what hip-hop would be without you. I don't know what the Connecticut music scene would be without y'all. Connecticut. Stand up. I want y'all to, you know, be out here thriving for however many more years to come. Jack, we need to talk to you. You know, hope hope all is well with you, brother. And I just, I appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you, bro. I love you, Appreciate you. And let let us say this once again. You know, we we spoke on something earlier. Please, the gay community, please don't take (laughs) anything. And and I mean this. I mean this from the heart. Don't take anything to heart that we said, because at the end of the day, we're all out here trying to live. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't, this isn't about getting the edge. Right. You know, it's about allowing people to be themselves. We respect y'all. I don't show us respect. Yeah. I I don't think you could cancel something from the age. It's like, it's it's like, you know, it's certain things, you know, we were just talking about bill, but whatever, but you know, it's just like certain things that were like acceptable or things that just actually like happened. Like it was, that was a part of the era. That was the culture. That that's was, that, that is what it is. Mm It was what it was, but you know, it's just the, 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 if you happen to ignore that and still continue to be, I guess, ignorant and still do those same things but now shout, it's like and I mean shout cool. to our brother Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. for being yourself yeah being just being original not breaking not folding no don't shiver don't shake stood on his own too and said hey I stand by what I said y'all ain't gonna bully me no so I appreciate that brother as well um let, let everybody know where they can find y'all on social media, where to find the new music when y'all drop it, you know, all that good stuff. Y'all got anything to, anything else to promote? You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore official underscore skinny underscore boys. Once again, on Instagram at the underscore official underscore Skinny underscore boys. Yes. We got to take out the underscores. We got to get y'all official, like, just compact ass name. Like, we need we need something just. We going to change it. Yeah. Just just, just, just something compact. Yes. Yeah. yes. But, you know. Look forward to that documentary coming out. Now, when is that? Is that, does that have a date? Or like a roundabout or? It doesn't have a concrete date, but, you know, us and Jim Slice, we're getting it together. Okay. All right, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, G, we good over there? All right. So, as the saying goes, one thing's for certain. We too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. <laughs> I go by the name of Domino. Come on. That's the skinny boys. Peace. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And we out of here. We goes. Peace. Domino, motherfucker. What's that? C'est tout ce qu'on a.